Good morning, those of you who care to pay attention. This is It's a Religion, coming to you live from the Middle West of the the formerly United States of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. We specifically are coming to you from the People's Republic of Illinois, northwest corner. And it's another beautiful day in Illinois. It's going to be in the 70s today, and then tomorrow it'll be in the 30s. So welcome to northern Illinois weather in the fall. Or I guess we're getting close to winter, but not there yet. So how's everybody doing today? I hope well in light of the recent election news and all the election shenanigans that are going on in this country nowadays because people... Let's face it, I think there is a general trend toward godlessness in our society. Uh, I chalk that up to 100 years of the pounding of evolution and now another 50, 60, 70 years of the pounding of communist ideals. And communism first has to get rid of God in order to replace him with something. They offer government, they offer institutions, they offer uh ways to look at the world without having to honor and recognize and glorify the creator God, the one who put us here, the one who designed all of this, the one who put it all together and makes it work and sustains it to this day. And when you step back and get away from all the minutia, it's really pretty obvious. There's no other way. When you look at, at complex things that that we all use every day i mean i look down at for instance i've got a bose mini speaker sound link mini it's called and that thing's got a cover on it with buttons and a screen and a lot of internal parts that uh, include a battery i'm sure and other things so how did that happen how did that thing come to be well it was on somebody's drawing board at one time and then they drew it up, made all the parts, put it together, tested it, made sure it worked, and then uh, now they build thousands of them a day, probably. And you can see in that process, I've heard the automobile used as an example. You know, there's certain things that that just are there for a purpose and a reason, just like your nose, just like your eyes and your ears and your lungs and your brain and your heart and your muscles. It didn't happen by chance, people. And though people want to believe that, because then they don't have to subscribe to the same moral ethics as, as what other people do that do believe that, Therein is the decision. Either you follow the one who created you and designed all of this, or or you ain't got nothing. So, hey, we like to start with the Word of God here at It's a Religion. We're going to read through that, and then we'll comment on some things. So we're in Genesis 14 today. We've been through the creation, the flood, And now we're going into the story of Abram, the father of many nations, the father of uh, the line that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, came through. So, chapter 14, in the days of Emphrel, king of Shinar, Arioch, 
king of Elasar, Ched or Laomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goim. Now again, all these guys came from the same family originally, right? But now they're starting to spread out into people groups a little bit. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting how this all propagates. These kings made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemaber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor. And all these joined forces in the valley of Siddim, that is the Salt Sea. So that's been there a while. Twelve years they had served, but not millions of years. Twelve years they had served Chad or Laomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Ched or Laomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim in Ashtaroth, Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, and Emim in Shaveh Kiriathiam, and the Horites in their hill country of Sire, as far as El Paran in the border of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and defeated the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who were dwelling in Hazaz Antamar. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, went out, and they joined battle in the valley of Sidim with Chedarlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal king of Goim, Emphrafel, king of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Eleazar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of bitumen pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell into them, and the rest fled in the hill country. So the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom and his possessions and went their way. The one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and Aner. These were the allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he led forth his trained men, born in his house, 318 of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his forces against them by night, and his servants and defeated them, and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions, and all, and also brought back his kinsmen, Lot, with his possessions, and women and people. After his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shabbat, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram the God, by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Therein we find the act of tithing. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who were, went with me. 
let Aner, Eskal, and Memory take their share. So he basically gives it all back and uh, gives a tenth back to God for his his giving it to them, right? Giving them victory over the enemy. And, you know, when you look at that as a um, an example to follow, you know, God calls us still to give to this day. I don't know that there's a hard and fast rule anymore. There was for the Jewish people at one time. But, you know, Christians are just called to give willingly. And, you know, we need to uh, think about what we do with our resources, how we use them. Are we using them to further the kingdom of God in whatever way we can to support the work of the kingdom of God, to uh, not just be self-centered and self-focused and um, not that you can't enjoy life and live, you know, take a vacation now and then or drive a decent car if you can afford one. But, but again, being balanced, I believe, is a, a good approach to things. And, you know, Paul when we see him talk about it in in the New Testament, which we will get to at some point, talks about it in a way that everything else is done compared to achieving being with Jesus. And it's, it's the pearl of great price, it is called. You know, and here, Abram honors that same ideal in the way that he can before Christ and saying, I'm going to give a tenth of this to back to God for giving me the victory, allowing me to bring my nephew back and, and all of these things. But again, people, we have a clear history. You see all the names, all the places, all the uh, things that are written in here. And I still marvel that, that people nowadays would, oh, well, you know, they didn't know what we don't know back then and I just think we've lost probably a lot of things that they knew back then that we don't know now and we are very conceited in our approach to things in a lot of ways and it's more fear of man than anything that causes that I believe but I will say this that uh, Abram's story is a very interesting one it'll get even more interesting as we go forward if you don't know it yet certainly stick around and we'll read through it if you do and uh, you're just getting a refresher, maybe. Um, I thank you for stopping by. And um, we'll keep going tomorrow. So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. And I pray blessing upon anybody who would listen to this, that they would be encouraged. And I thank you for the opportunity to do it. And uh, to give you glory, Lord, we do. I give you glory for creating us, for sustaining us, for giving us hope of something even greater to come. And let it be so, Lord, as you will. So we love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, and we will talk to you again soon. For the small things like me and her on a porch swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done.